This is your girl Shakina and I'm with my girl Shar and we are the Black Woman Reborn. This is a podcast where we have raw, honest, captivating, and informative conversations about issues that affect Black women in their personal and professional lives. Welcome to the tribe. Hey tribe, we are back. We are here today with Lakeisha Williams-Sutton, author of Keto Uncooked. Dirty Keto Cheat Codes. Hey, Keisha. Hey, ladies. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Keisha. Welcome. And I just want to say a quick happy Women's History Month to everyone. I think this is a great episode to kick off with for such a special month. Absolutely. Absolutely. History Month. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to allow Keisha to introduce herself. Well, not allow, but go ahead, Keisha. Introduce yourself to the tribe. Well, uh, as previously stated, my name is Lakeisha Williams Sutton. You know, I'm pretty much an open book. My newest endeavor is being the author of Keto Uncooked, Dirty Keto Cheat Codes. I'm also a serial entrepreneur in other areas, co-founder of Coffee Snobs, which is an up-and-coming coffee shop. So stay tuned for that. We do have a little bit of our merchandise that we're about to start putting out into the market just so you guys can start seeing the visuals. As far as my nonprofit organization, it's called the Make-A-Way Foundation. And uh, my goal has always been to help others in any way that I can possibly assist, whether it's just housing, whether it's job opportunities, whether it's education or now health. Uh, so I do hold three degrees. Two of them are undergraduate. The last one is my master's all in psychology and family individual development. And pretty much just here to support my fellow Black women. And just like Shara said, celebrate Women's History Month. Well, thank you so much. As you can see, we got a smart one on here. All of, <laughs> us, all of us are smart, but we definitely want to thank you for joining us today and just being a part of Black Woman Reborn and allowing us to introduce you to the world, introduce Keto Uncooked to the world. So we want to give just a quick disclaimer, Tribe, and let you guys know that we are not doctors. We are here to express our opinions. (laughs) We will talk about what worked best for her. So before you make any decisions based off of what we discussed here today, please talk to your doctor. Make sure that this is something that works well for you, your health, your family, your life. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. You should tell us, you tell us a little bit about you, your background. Tell us a little bit about how you got here and how you got to the book. Well, actually, a little bit over two years ago, I was involved in a car accident. A young lady ran into the back of me while I was just stationary in a vehicle, and it caused me a lot of injuries to my spine. And that resulted in me having to have several procedures on my spine. And in spite of what I underwent and how painful it was, the recovery was minimal. So the last procedure that they did, I can't even describe the level of pain that I endured. I almost couldn't walk for six months. And when I finally began to walk a little bit more upright, you know, using a walker, being able to use other people to get around, it just kind of dawned on me. I was just frustrated as far as not being able to move around. I'm not that old, (laughs) Uh, but it just felt like I had the body of a 92-year-old at that point. And I just wanted to figure out something else. And I was trying to go ahead and give my son a bath and I almost drowned my baby. I literally was just my normal procedure, just trying to lean over the side of the tub, clean him up. And my back, it literally just cracked. 
and you can hear it when it cracked. And I just fell for it, face forward in a tub, and I was on top of him. And all I know is he kept trying to wiggle from up under me, kept trying to push me. But it didn't matter what I did. All I could do was just lay there and kind of cry about it. And eventually he just kind of scooted himself from up under the side of me. And I was glad he could because I couldn't move him. I couldn't. If I moved my arm, I was going to fall like completely, like smash him. And when he got out of that tub, that was just when I made my decision. Like, I'm just going to have to go ahead back to the doctor, let him do another procedure. And hopefully that'll help. And when I got there, I had a different doctor that day. And what he suggested to me was, hey, you know, you, you're a little big. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, that you want to be able to do what you used to do. And you're probably never going to do that. But you can minimize the pain that you're in. If you just lost a little bit of weight, it'll take the pressure off of your back at the lower part, the top, definitely. So you just need to work on doing that. And my question to him was, how do I do that if I can barely move? Because naturally, you assume you have to work out all the time and just eat salad. <laughs> And that's just what it is. But he, you know, he literally explained to me, like, I know you can't work out, but you can try to do these things sitting down. You can try to do. And he did mention keto to me. Never heard of it. So I sat, you know, I thought about it. I said, well, I got to do something. And when I started following different groups on Instagram and on Facebook and just Googling certain things, and I would just see that a lot of these people aren't necessarily working out. And if they are, it's not hardcore. And their progress is amazing. And you see everybody making that progress without doing what you think you need to do. So I tried it. But the major key for me was, I know that keto is a life change. It's not going to be, I do keto just to lose the weight so I can walk right. I have to permanently eat that way because the minute you stop any diet, if that's not your permanent way of eating or living, you're going to put the weight back on. You have to do the same thing you did to get it in order to maintain it. And that had to be my mentality. And I knew, you know, I like candy. I like cake. So I had to research what I could have. What are the alternatives? And when I could find certain things that satisfied those cravings, that was when I just jumped in with both feet and decided that that was what I was going to do. You was good then. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I can have a cookie. Right. Okay. <laughs> Keisha, you brought up a good point in your story. Um, First of all, thank you for sharing that. And I know that you share that in more detail in your book as well. And one of the things I want to highlight from what you just said, this is why it is important for us as Black women and and the Black community in general to make sure that we have good health care and do not just trust one doctor's opinion. If there's a doctor that's constantly just trying to put you through procedures and prescribe you medicine, just don't trust that. You know, like, you know, one of the things that you said in your story is that there was a new doctor and then he presented you with new information that was a complete life changer for you. So I just want to encourage all of you, Black women, Black community, and every, all our allies who are on this podcast to make sure that you are investing the time to do your research to find a good healthcare team, health as well. And I have a question for you. So how was that hearing that? I think it's never easy to hear <laughs> you have to lose weight, right? So when you heard that, was no. it something like I already knew or how was that hearing that? Well, I actually told him I was going to meet him in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had heard obese before, but he said you're morbidly obese. And in my head, I said, so you just really want to exaggerate, huh? You want to beat me up with that, huh? But, uh, you know, I accepted it for what it was and I literally thanked him for his honesty and the way that he tried to be (laughs) nice about what he was saying. 
but he just had to give it to me straight. And that, that's how I am. So I could receive that a little bit better than maybe someone else. I'm not that sensitive in regards to just receiving factual information. So if your best interest is me and you're delivering the information, I can decipher between the two. So I couldn't take offense. Yeah, I threatened to take him to the parking lot, but he knew I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And another thing I wanted to ask, you used a very important word, I think is a great way to kick off, lifestyle. You said that there was a complete lifestyle change. Can you talk more about like the difference between two different words that you use? Like what's the dynamic between diet and a complete lifestyle shift? Absolutely. And you'll notice in my book that I don't use the word diet. Not really at all. I'm almost sure I didn't use it at all. I intentionally use the word lifestyle because you have those people who don't understand that keto is a lifestyle. So when you mention it to them, they see you like, oh, you've been sick. Oh, how'd you get the weight off? And you tell them, you know, I've been doing keto. Look, the little diet. No, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Well, how long are you going to do that? You know, you don't ask vegans and pescatarians and just traditional dieters how long they're going to do it. That's to be expected. That's their way of eating. Keto is my way of eating. So there is no going back on that because the day that you decide to do the opposite is when you go back to the person you were prior to doing this. So it's a permanent change for me. Do I have times where I eat just regular food? Of course, every week, (laughs) you know, because I've gotten very close to my goal weight. I don't want to be a toothpick. (laughs) So there is balance in it. You know, I'm happy with the meal opportunities and the ways that I prepare things, the things that are on the market to assist me with maintaining my lifestyle. Uh, But there are times where you just want the the traditional old school you stuff. I don't deprive myself of anything that I decide that I want to have. And that's where a lot of people fail because you perceive it as a diet. It's not a diet. A diet is very temporary. If you have a wedding coming up and you want to lose 10 pounds and you don't care about getting 20 back, cool, go on a diet. You have, you know, some health goals in mind. If you want to permanently look better, feel better, and just be more confident in yourself and just be a happier individual. We typically behave or feel like we look. So when you achieve those things, you don't want to go back. That's when you determine the difference between a lifestyle and a diet. Absolutely. And I think, too, one thing that you mentioned that we have to stop doing as a society. If you big, we're going to talk about you. Oh, she need to lose weight. She need to do this. This not healthy. That's not healthy. Soon as you lose weight and start looking good, <laughs> feeling good, all of a sudden it's oh girl, what you know, what's going on? You getting big, you getting too small. Like, what? What are you talking about? So Absolutely. one thing for sure, two things for certain. When we go on any journey in life, we have to make sure that we're doing it for ourselves and not for others. Because unfortunately, and for whatever reason, people are never gonna let you live. Absolutely. If you listen to the podcast all the time, try you will always hear Shara and I talk about being authentically you. And if you're continuously doing things for other people, for gratification of other people, you're always going to find yourself in between a rock and a hard place. What do you think are some of the biggest myths that you can um, myth bust for us about keto? Well, I'll go based on some of the pushback I've gotten from people who are ill-informed. One of the biggest myths is that it's unhealthy. You're going to have high cholesterol. Your blood pressure is going to be sky high. You know, those are the two things that people typically gravitate toward when I let them know that this is how I lost the weight. What they do not realize is, yes, your cholesterol will go up, but it's good cholesterol. It's not the unhealthy stuff that's going to clog your arteries and 
cause that high blood pressure, cause you to have that heart attack or that stroke. That's not what occurs. And that's why in my book, I also focus on a balanced keto diet. Because what people try to do to lure you in, there are a lot of you know people who use keto as a scam. And I hate to say it in that way, shape, or form, but that's the reality of it. Oh, you can have all the bacon and cheese you want, but they never tell you, you have to, hey, throw some spinach in there. <laughs> eat a little bit of broccoli, you know, eat some greens, throw some kale in the smoothie. You know, you have to incorporate a balanced diet just like a traditional diet would have. So if I'm just indulging on butter, bacon, and cheese every day, of course, I'm in a world of trouble. You know, but there are good fats out there. Avocado, gee, those are the things that you can incorporate. I love bacon. I'll eat it like it's chips sometimes. But at the end of the day, you better believe if I did that for breakfast, for lunch or dinner, there's going to be a ginormous salad sitting on my plate because I just feel like I have to have that balance. I'm going to drink a bucket of water because I want that balance. You know, there are things that you have to do for balance. So those are two of the biggest myths that it's immediately unhealthy. And it is not. In fact, keto will assist in lowering your blood pressure. It can assist in lowering back cholesterol. It actually assists in controlling diabetes type 2. So those are the illnesses that I refer to as diet correctable illnesses in my book. Because it's literally so many of us in our communities that go out there, we get the medication. Oh, you have high blood pressure. Now you're on Facebook with those big old pictures of your face swollen up here in the emergency room because these medications aren't necessarily here to help you. You have to know your body. You have to be open and honest with yourself and be willing to try something natural in addition to the medication if you just initially have to do it. But literally, diet correctable diseases are things that you can use keto for. Now, diabetes type 1, don't pass gold, don't collect $200. Do not even ask your doctor. You cannot do keto if you have diabetes type 1. It will definitely send you into ketoacidosis, which is where your blood levels, you, everything is acidic. Definitely do not do it. Your body cannot tolerate it. it One of the things that I like of what that you do in the book is you kind of prepare people for what to expect. You know, don't be discouraged. This will happen. When this happens, expect this. And when you, you know, the first week expect this. I love that because I think a lot of times people fear the unknown. So to kind of give them that information, you talk about like, let's be well-informed about this, to give them that information of what to expect so they can prepare for that is so great. So on your own journey of moving into keto, how did you inform yourself? A life change is going to always require motivation. It has to be intrinsic motivation. can't be extrinsic. And you have to want it. And when I couldn't walk, when I almost smothered my baby and drowned him in a tub, those were my two forms. That's the origin of my motivation. So I don't care if I stall for two months. I know what my end goal is. And I know that this has been working for me. So when those things start happening and you start plateauing, you have to really assess what you're doing this for, how you're doing it, as well as the other changes that occur. There are a lot of non-scale victories that occur with keto. So I can weigh myself every day. And on some of the days I've lost two or three pounds and it might be one pound and it might be 0.2 ounces. Then I might have gained two pounds somehow, but I just ate the same thing I ate yesterday. But you go put on those pair of jeans that you knew you couldn't fit a month ago. And now all of a sudden the button's a little bit, you know, you got a little bit of room. You don't have to lay down the button them anymore. So those are non-scale victories. Things like your size not making out all the time. <laughs> You know, you know, you still have a little weight on you and I still have a little weight on me, you know, but I'm happy with it. I'm okay with it. 
You just literally see things. Do you like the little muffin top? It's not quite a muffin anymore. It might be, mm, I don't know, more like a, I don't know, a little French roll. <laughs> <laughs> a little cornbread up there, a little cornbread, that's it. Right, just a little bit, you know. So those are non-scale victories. And in those moments where that scale isn't moving, you have to find other ways to celebrate. How am I feeling today? Do I have more energy than I normally did? Did I wake up sleepy? And I know I went to bed early. You know, those are cues. When somebody gets on your nerves, do you have a little bit more patience? Yeah, because all of those things stem from your health, your focus, all of those things. I want to go back just one quick second to when you were talking about the different things that keto helps. Being diagnosed with PCOS for our tribe members out there who have PCOS, women, keto is actually something really good to help us, especially losing weight. It's very hard for us to lose weight in our midsection. It also helps to regulate our cycles. A lot of women who are diagnosed with PCOS have been told that they cannot have children. There are even Facebook groups, like keto baby groups, where women have been really, really successful who have been diagnosed with PCOS that has got on this keto lifestyle change and have been able to accomplish their dreams of having a family, having children. So um, that's something that I just wanted to bring up to my PCOS tribe sisters, you know, maybe suffering with this keto lifestyle change may be something that you need to consult with your doctor about to help you with your family goals. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The other thing is just simple PMS, the length and the type of menstrual cycle you have. I know me personally, the cramps that I endure now are about 40% less severe than they used to be. And my cycle only lasts roughly about three days as opposed to the seven days it used to be. So it's become more manageable for me just by doing that. That was a byproduct of it. Had no idea that that would be a byproduct until, like I said, I just had to see what was going to work for me. And I just continue to research. I research every day. Even though I'm still doing what I'm doing, I still research just to see if there are things that are applicable. And there's a lot, a whole lot. Some other things that I know, I've never officially done keto, but I do try to eat within a certain range of carbs, but to officially like make that decision, because like you said, it's a lifestyle decision. It's always kind of been like, oh, am I ready to officially make that <laughs> lifestyle change or do I just want to lower my carbs? So that's what I do practice generally. But I do know from others who have definitely made that lifestyle change, other things to bring up in addition to what you've already brought up, like you've already said, diabetes. Something basic is clear skin. Like I know people who have struggled with adult acne who have gone to the keto lifestyle and they've talked about how it just completely cleared their skin from head to toe. There's a certain glow that comes with it. The energy factor, right? Like even me not officially being in a keto lifestyle, but lowering my carbs, like my energy levels always shoot up. Don't need that morning coffee all the time. So I know that that's one of the things that are great about keto. But and focus, you know, so that's another thing. Like you said, something that you don't necessarily think about that may be related to how you change your eating habits. But being able to focus and getting rid of that, quote unquote, foggy brain. Absolutely. is also a good side effect of the keto lifestyle as well. Absolutely. Now, the other thing is there are obstacles with keto. And just as it clears the skin, you may have people who do get keto acne. You may get people who have the rash that comes from keto. And these are things that they're obstacles. They last. Their little duration of time is individually based. I can't tell you it's going to be one week. I can't tell you it's going to be two weeks. There are people who only experienced it for three days. But just 
remain calm, <laughs> continue to do what you're doing. It's the hormonal change in your body. So, you know, the end goal is what you need it to be. Focus on that. So, Keisha, I know that you are a wife, you are a mother, and you talk about all the things that you're into. What do you have to offer our individuals who say, I don't have time to cook. They don't have this. I don't have that. <laughs> Help the not only just our tribe sisters, but I think this comes along with our tribe members that are men as well, because we have single fathers. We have single men as well. Talk to the people about just time management and cooking and stuff like that. Okay. It's just not as hard as we think. You know, initially, and I know in my beginning stages, I wanted to do keto everything. It needed to have a keto label on it, or I needed to just have I go outside and graze in the grass and eat grass and move on with my life. That's what you assume. You know, you really think the craziest thing and you go and get you a big bucket of almond flour and don't know what to do with it. You know, these are all things that, you know, you don't, you, you're ill-informed. You try to do what the hard way is. Just over time, I've learned. I mean, if my son wants McDonald's, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get me a double cheeseburger with bacon, no bun, no ketchup. And I already have my little low-carb wraps. <laughs> in my car with me, or I'll have my two slices of solo bread in the car with me, and I can eat it. Or it can just be a let- lettuce wrapper. I can stop at Chipotle, and I can get the keto bowl that they have. They have three different options you can have. One is a cauliflower bowl. The other two bowls are just salad-based, but they're really good bowls. I can go to Five Guys and get a burger platter. They'll wrap it in lettuce for you and put every top of egg that you want on there. There are places like Jet's Pizza in Georgia where you can go and you get a cauliflower crust pizza. As far as just prep in my book, I provide, there's a whole chapter of just all the basic things that you can go to the grocery store, any grocery store and get, you know, whether it's tuna, whether it's chicken, whether it's, you know, little steak strips you can get from the store in the frozen section. This bag salads, you know, the five carb wraps that I get by La La Benderia, the Sola Bread, they even have hamburger buns. These are all things that you can go and get. And like I said previously, I'm a big snapper. I love anything that's going to be sweet and cause every cavity I can get. So <laughs> I went and found the high-key snacks. Their cookies are amazing. The mint chocolate chip ones or the mint chocolate ones, those are my replacement for the Thin Mints. That's how I warded off Girl Scout cookie season. <laughs> so, you know, just find you a substitute. Uh, Duncan Hines, they have like the little cake cup. They're called keto cups. The walnut brownie one is unmatched. Just go ahead, put your little butter in there, you know, and I like some runny sugar-free syrups and pretty much everything. Whether I'm making pancake batter, whether I'm making bread, trying to make me a little keto cake with a little swerve cake mix they have. You know, I just put it in everything. It just tastes good. So you figure out what your triggers are. Be Mm -hmm. honest with yourself. Is it rice? Is it bread? Is it sweet stuff? Is it that I just like to eat all the butter in the world? Like, just figure it out. Is it chips all the time? Because I go get Quest chips. Quest chips are amazing. There's also a company called Wild, and they have chicken chips. Sounds crazy, but they're really good. You can go to Whole Foods and get those. But you just have to know what your triggers are and keep it handy. Most women carry purses. I'm not a woman who carries a big purse, but I have a little backpack, and I'll go ahead and put all the little things that I know I need. So if I'm going out to eat with my regular eating friends, and I know when I get there, I might, you know, be triggered. I might want to go ahead and get the little garlic bread, or I might want to go ahead and get, you know, a little something extra while I'm with them. I'll bring my sugar-free condiments. I'll bring the bread with me. Like, those are things that you have to be preemptive in your measures. 
So you know what your goal is. Mm-hmm. If my bag is not 10 pounds, I don't have to carry a big grocery sack with me. Literally, I just put everything in a little Ziploc bag, two slices of bread or one wrap, just roll it up, put it in a little Ziploc bag. They have the little bottles in the travel sections in most stores. Just pour some of your little barbecue sauce or your little ketchup, your sugar-free ketchup in those little canisters and just keep them in your bag and you don't have to worry about it. But I eat hot sauce on everything. Hot sauce is everywhere and there's no carbs in hot sauce. So you literally have to know what your triggers are. And I don't leave home without sugar-free Hershey bars with caramel on them. That is my candy. That is what I have to have. Now, I will not eat a bucket of them because your toilet will be upset with you. <laughs> so do not eat more than three or four of those bars in a day if you want to be safe. Now, if you want to lose a pound or two <laughs> in 10 minutes, eat the bag. Go ahead, live your life. But it will not be me. I won't do it again. No, ma'am. <laughs> but what I, I hear is, what I hear is preparation and education Absolutely. will help them through. Char, you were going to say something. No, I just want to point out the same thing, Shakina, is that, you know, I think that you bring up a good point. You know, a lot of times people fall off the wagon because they're not prepared. You also talked about, you know, a lot another myth. You brought up another myth in what you just talked about, which is can't eat out. I can't enjoy going out to eat with my friends. I have to be completely closed off. And, you know, of course, if you're at the point where you feel like that you're going to be too triggered, that you're going to give into temptation, you may want to kind of pause on that for a while. But your life doesn't stop because of your lifestyle change. So Absolutely. You know, just making sure that you are prepared. I love that you said coming with my condiments, right? I'm a huge <laughs> sauce person. So that's always my weakness. I want the yum yum sauce on my hibachi. <laughs> I want all the barbecue sauce. I want to taste all the different types of sauce on nuggets, all of that. So I know that that's always <laughs> my trigger. So that was a great idea, you know, for me. That's something I'm going to take away. Like when I am out, you know, with a friend or whatever, making sure that I have my own condiments that work for my own lifestyle. I want to bring up another myth and keto lifestyle, which is I can't enjoy my cocktail if I'm on keto. Okay. (laughs) Let us know, because I know this is something that you are passionate about as a connoisseur (laughs) of cocktails. Let us know. (laughs) I have never drank alcohol a day in my life. A lot don't care who tell it. (laughs) No, but I mean, literally, that was another thing that I researched prior to doing it because I have a six-year-old. It is my survival. (laughs) And a lot of people who are not keto, what we don't realize is we go out, the cocktail's all good and frosty and they have all the juice in the world in it. About 75, 80% of your hangovers come from all the mixers that you go and you consume. So I have friends who aren't even keto who want a keto cocktail from me because there's no sugar in it. So you can keep drinking and you're not going to get that bad hangover. That stomach is not killing you the next day. But whatever hard liquor you like, whether it's gin, whether it's whiskey, vodka, cognac, just decide which liquor you want. Find you a good chaser for it if you just have to have something to complement it. So I'm really big on sparkling ice beverages. Uh, Some people are on the fence about it. They still don't quite understand why it's so keto friendly. But as long as there's no sugar (laughs) and no carbs in it, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep the party going. <laughs> so I'll take coconut, pineapple, sparkling ice. and I'll mix that with just regular tequila. And it's a really good balance. You don't get the rub and alcohol drinking. It's really good. If you want a slushy, throw some ice cubes in a blender and pour your drink in there. Put a splash of lime juice in there. Blend it up. Now you have your little frosty bootleg <laughs> drink combination. As far as like whiskey is concerned, sparkling ice has black cherry soda kind of has a Dr. Pepper vibe to it. So I'll drink that with my whiskey. Or if you're out in public, you know, when you walk into any bar, restaurant, they don't typically have sparkling ice. Get you some Diet Coke. 
just Diet Coke and some whiskey, Diet Coke and some Hennessy, you know, cognac. Just go out and go the Diet Coke route. Or if you're somebody who don't, you don't require too much of a flavor to it, you okay with the alcohol flavor, just go ahead and get some seltzer in it. A lot of places are starting to incorporate having those little Corona seltzer water flavor drink concoctions in them. Am I a big fan of those? No, because I like drinking. So <laughs> I like a little bit of a stronger drink. So I'll go and get me some Jack and Coke or Jack and Diet Coke and I move on with my life. But there are a lot of things like just last week, I used the Minute Maid sugar-free, the zero sugar mango juice. I use the unsweetened tea that Panera Bread has and I mixed it with whiskey and I just made me an Arnold Palmer <laughs> and it was spiked. No calories, no carbs. And I was able to consume quite a few. The next day I was able to get up and get my baby ready for school and move on with my life. So I uh, that. those are the advantages. So moving into the closing of this episode, we have heard everything, the goods, the bads, not really bads, but say obstacles. But we have not heard how much weight you have lost, Tisha, and where you started, <laughs> where you are now. And in that, after that, if you could just tell the tribe where they can get your book at, where they can find you and let us know. Okay. Uh, well, I started out at 218. My lowest weight was 162, and that was my 56-pound weight loss. So right now, I just came back from vacation, and I indulged in my hometown favorites. <laughs> and uh, I'm back up to roughly about 169. So still a great weight loss. I haven't put on much. My weight typically fluctuates about four pounds. So I'll stay between like that 167 and that 171 mark. So that's where I'm at. No working out, you know, just maintaining my keto lifestyle. and. To be honest with you, the first nine months of keto is when all the weight loss happened. I've literally been maintaining. I intentionally stay away from strict keto now because I don't want to look completely like a little stick figure for now. Uh, but when I am ready to lose a little bit more, that's when I'll go ahead and get more strict. And those are the things that are in that book. I identify how much weight I lost. I identify what you need to do to make sure you don't get keto flu. And that, that's something that deters people sometimes to just make sure you keep your electrolytes up, drinking Powerade Zero, Gatorade Zero, bunch of water, uh, things like that. And as far as getting more information and just seeing some of the meals that I come up with, some of the drink combinations I come up with, and just purchasing my book. I'm on Instagram under lazy underscore keto underscore Mensa. And pretty much if you search that name, you'll find me on Facebook as well. My page is Keto Uncooked. And my books are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble mainly. So I'm pretty much everywhere. Just search the title Keto Uncooked, Dirty Keto Cheat Codes, and you'll find it anywhere you want to find it. So just the electronic book or the hard copy. It's just a mini book. And that's why a lot of people love it, because it's a 15 minute read. You can carry it around with you in your purse or in your phone. And you can refer to that shopping list wherever you are. Well, we would like to thank you so much, Keisha, for joining us on today's podcast episode, talking all things keto, all the cheat codes, everything you <laughs> learned from your lifestyle change. And I really do hope it encourages someone in a tribe who may have been on the fence specifically about doing this lifestyle change. First off, I just want to remind you all, we keep using this word lifestyle. As Keisha said, this is a lifestyle change. This is not a diet. And again, this is Women's History Month. So I just want to encourage everyone, each and every person in our tribe to prioritize your health. Health is wealth. It's just not a cliche saying. 
but you can live long, you can live prosperous, you can live a happy and joyous life. And sometimes that does start with what you are choosing to put into your mouth. And Absolutely. you know, as we talked about, there's a, a lot of illnesses and a lot of things that happen negatively to our body, to our mind, to our spirit, and to our soul because of the choices that we are making in terms of what we're eating. So I just want to thank you again, Keisha, for joining us in the tribe to talk about that. Please, Keto Uncooked, Dirty Keto Cheat Codes, get that book on Amazon, support our new, well, <laughs> she is not our new tribe member, okay? Keisha no. is part of this tribe from day one. Let me correct myself. Keisha right. is part of the tribe before the tribe even launched, okay? So <laughs> go and support your girl. Go follow her on social media. And we will make sure we tag her social media in our description and look out for a keto challenge that we have coming down the pike, guys. So if you are interested in what that looks like, please make sure you are following us on our social media accounts for more information. All right. See you next time, Tribe. Thank you, Tribe, for attending this Tribe meeting. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button on whatever platform you are joining in from today. We upload every first and third Friday of every month on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at The Black Woman Reborn. Until next time, see you at the next tribe meeting.